0: Hey, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, an 18-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan for about one and a half more days now, and I'm here to do my very best to explain the big, wide world of teenagers these days. So that is right. The time is really, really flying by, and on Wednesday, August 16th, I will be heading out to do a hiking pre-orientation called FOP, which is Freshman Outdoor Program, For my school, they'll be taking us to Maine or New Hampshire or I think Vermont, and I don't know which one yet, but it's a six day backpacking thing. I've got all my gear, all my bags and fleeces and all that stuff that I will be taking with me for a few days, hopefully making friends. People say that you make friends that like last you the rest of your life out here, so I'm really hoping for that because I'm pretty much going into school relatively cold, actually less cold, I suppose, than most people because. In Manhattan, they're just kind of people that you know or have heard of everywhere, basically, like literally everywhere. So I'm kind of nervous, kind of excited. I can't really tell how I feel. It's kind of everything is coming at me really, really fast, like faster than I thought it would. And it's really bananas that like a year ago, I didn't want to talk about college particularly. I was kind of trying to avoid it. And now here we are. I've packed up most of my stuff. No, my drawers are pretty much empty except for stuff that's like in the laundry. I'm trying to empty out drawers, pick what I need, kind of figure out what's really valuable to me, like literally what I find valuable, not metaphorically, like what do I want with me in college? I I don't know. It's all kind of a hectic time. Um my head is really scattered. Today I was supposed to take my driving test, my road test to get my license, but unbeknownst to me, somehow nobody told me that I needed my certificate, which it turns out had expired 11 days before. No, nine days before today. So that's really upsetting. So if I hadn't found out about that like two minutes before we took off to go, I would have gotten there and been rejected instantly. So that's what's going on in my day. Um, And now something totally not on the subject of me is something I talked about a while ago, which was about how stores and just generally spaces that want to attract people should make themselves more, for lack of a better word, Instagrammable. Come up with a way to attract people's desire to like show themselves as being artistic. You know, if you go to Freeze on Randall's Island, people take photos of every piece of art there. It's like a mile long building just full to the brim with modern art and everyone takes photos of it and you can really tell what's from there and that's a really good model and I've talked about that before and the other night I noticed that people were taking pictures of this one neon sign that said it was all a dream at the top of steps you could see it from the top of the stairs and a lot of people were posting it on their snap stories so obviously you could tell they were together And you could tell that they were all in the same place. And it's just interesting because it really signified not the desire to show that you're with other people. Because, in fact, that desire shows up in kind of a complicated way on Snapchat. And I'm sorry if I sound frazzled. It's because I am frazzled. But I'll try to get my point across as best I can. Which is that, like, if you're with people that you think are cool... Maybe you'll want to post a picture or a video to your snap story showing that you're with them so people are like, oh, I connect those people. The same as if, you know, you want to post pictures together on Facebook or hang out together in public. You know, just showing like, yep, these are my friends and I'm proud of it. But on the other hand, if you're posting something that seems artistic and unique, then you don't want to post it because instead of signifying that you're with other people, which it will do, It also kind of makes you feel more basic, more unoriginal, I think, at least from what I've seen. So on the one hand, you want to post the cool neon sign and you want to geotag it and let everyone know, like, I'm at this place and there's this cool thing and you're kind of admiring what I'm doing and I look like I'm having a fun time with fun people. But on the other hand, there's the conflict of, like, kind of being faced with the fact that they've set that up there for you. When everyone's photographing the same thing you kind of, it gets in your face that, yeah, they are setting this up as a trap, as a way to make sure that they get that publicity, which is really clever and maybe not noticed all that often, but it happens more than we realize, I think. You know, they'll set up pretty lights, pretty mirrors, and it's not just to enhance the aesthetic of the place, it's to have something that's a signature of a certain space that you'll attach to it and that if anyone posts it even without giving credit to the place maybe maybe it'll become kind of known enough and geotags are really a helpful thing I'm sure to businesses if you have your location services on snapchat will let you Do a number of things like I'm in this neighborhood and it'll have a cute little design, or it'll just say where you are, it'll give you options. Maybe it'll be like a little drawing. Sometimes you can even customize them, so it'll be like Jessica's third birthday or whatever with a little drawing. You can buy it. They did that at my school for like homecoming for one basketball game. It was really sweet, but the desire to like make your snap kind of unique and cute and feel like you're putting it there for a purpose. I'm not just posting this because it's you know a picture of my friend and I want to show you I'm with my friend it's a picture of us and it'll tell you where I am so it's informational and now I feel like it's more special now I feel like it's more original now I feel like I'm kind of able to hide behind this tag as a way to say like see look I'm doing something similarly like I know if I caption something I feel more comfortable posting it because I'm like okay well now the assumption is I want to get the caption across, not just like, ugh, she's only posting this because she wants us to know she's got a cute dog or she's at this cool place or whatever. So I think a lot of the time the filters, which Snapchat sometimes over introduces, sometimes they go too far, they make it annoying, they make it a pain, they really desperately want you to connect with location services so they know where you are, so... They've made it so that you can only get certain filters if you have your location services on, even if it's nothing that requires that. Like, even if you're not trying to say where you are, if you want your photo to be in black and white, you have to turn on location services, which, fine, I just won't turn that on then. Like, I just won't get black and white because I don't like turning my locations on. It kind of segues into SnapMap, which also if you're not familiar shows basically where anyone is at any given time on snapchat you have a little avatar and if your location services are on and you've enabled snap snap map it'll show like oh look eliza's on 80th street between lex and third and it'll have my little avatar and maybe i'll be hanging out with two other friends so their little guys are there too i don't like it at all i think it's really creepy i think it's like too far and kind of too transparent and I don't know, I just feel skeeved, like, with all of the tracking us, and finally, like, we're going to analyze your face and make it look like it's just a filter. I'm not really a conspiracy-type person, and I can't put my finger on it, and I'm not going to, like, come up with a theory behind why, but I don't like any of it, so I don't really participate in location services or SnapMap. I don't care where you are. If I want to know, I'll ask you. It just seems too intrusive to me. But point being, there's a lot of stock in social media, haha, <laughs> literal stock, stock market, but also figuring out how to brand your company and figuring out how to kind of game the system is something that I'm really interested in. And I think decorating your your interior in a way that's going to make people want to photograph it is a really key part that maybe places don't talk about. If you have something cool, but it's too dark to photograph without flash, or flash doesn't show it as well, maybe you should rethink that so that... You can get more people posting that where you are. You know, if you have a terrace, that's definitely going to help. People love being on a terrace, especially in the city. They love, you know, showing their background. Obviously, you can't just be like, I'm going to get a terrace for marketing purposes. But it's just an example of figuring out what people want out of social media, Snapchat in particular, or Instagram, and figuring out how you can organize around that. How can I make myself... As easily photographable as possible, how can I make it so that they want to post me? And it's really hard, especially because everything is changing all the time and things keep developing, but I'm sure they'll have it figured out and I'm sure have figured it out in more ways than we know. So that is that for this week. Wish me luck. I will be gone for six days on my little trip and then I'll be settling into college Life, which is super weird and terrifying, and I have a lot of feelings, some of which I can't even process, and some of which I'm like, Am I actually calm and excited, or am I just in denial about not being? Or maybe both, I can't tell. So that's that. <laughs> Wish me luck, you'll hear from me. You can email me at eliza starting at gmail.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at eliza starting. So thank you so much for listening, and come back in a week or so because. For real. Who has any clue what we'll be into or what I will be doing by then? Thanks. Bye.